Tuesday, 9th of June, 2020. Welcome again. My name is Ravneet and you are listening today to episode 18 of Ellipsis. Last night, I was up till late to finish the last few episodes of the series Mad Men. One of the only drama series that I have watched through all seasons and one that is going off air tonight. It is a beautiful watch. It acknowledges several existential questions, if not answers them. And if in a hypothetical universe, I was born and all I did in life was watch the series and then died, I would still have understood more than a few things about life and relationships. Yes, I'm a huge fan. As the series wound to a close, I was reflecting on the fate of some of the characters. I stood at the edge of my living room window and looked out into the night sky. No stars were visible. The sky was thick with clouds. The time was 2am. The moon went across in an arc from behind a building, across the RA grasslands and then over my head in a space of a few hours. At one point, black clouds passed in front of the moon. The moon was framed in a cottony hole in the middle of the cloud. You could see the clouds were so much closer than the moon. It seemed like I was looking through my window into a room in the sky with clouds for walls. And then through a window in that wall onto the moon behind. It was a silent night. There was little movement on the street below. And the nightlight from my living room distorted the colour of the sky to a shade of green. There are several well-edged characters in Mad Men. I've identified with several of them through the episodes. So when I considered the explicit endings to each of their stories, I could not help but have mixed feelings. Some characters ended up happier than they were, some in a different place and time, and some dead. But all of them had grown. They were all wiser. I asked myself if I had any new answers now. I was solitary in my thoughts and questions and the silence. I had been so immersed in the television screen for a few hours and now I was staring into the largest screen there is, the night sky. Blank, the colour of dark green ink. If I let myself float, I could be one with the sky. That thought, that final thought that I could float and be one with the sky, did not seem as foreboding as I would have imagined. It felt like some sort of an answer. In all finality, returning as atoms to the universe that bore you cannot be such a terrible thing. Today, I read Antidotes to Fear of Death by Rebecca Elson. Antidote means that which would cancel. So in this case, the poem is written to alleviate the fear of death. The poet, Rebecca Elson, was also an astronomer and she passed away of blood cancer at the young age of 39. This poem is from a slim volume of poetry that she published towards the end of her life. The poetry book was called A Responsibility to Awe. I am reading today from the fabulous Brain Pickings website. The introduction to this post on the website is also beautiful and I'll read a short excerpt of that 
after I read the poem. Listen in. Antidotes to Fear of Death by Rebecca Elson Sometimes as an antidote to fear of death, I eat the stars. Those nights, lying on my back, I suck them from the quenching dark till they are all, all inside me, pepper hot and sharp. Sometimes instead, I stir myself into a universe still young, still warm as blood. No outer space, just space. The light of all the not-yet stars, drifting like a bright mist, and all of us and everything already there, but unconstrained by form. And sometime it's enough to lie down here on earth, beside our long ancestral bones, to walk across the cobble fields of our discarded skulls, each like a treasure, like a chrysalis, thinking, whatever left these husks flew off on bright wings. To walk across the cobble fields of our discarded skulls, each like a treasure, like a chrysalis, thinking, whatever left these husks flew off on bright wings. The word chrysalis refers to an inset pupa, and hence these last two lines, thinking whatever left these husks flew off on bright wings, perhaps refers to our butterfly souls. I was reading this poem from the Brain Pickings website. The link to the poem is in the show notes. But before I close, I want to reiterate the essence of this poem with the words that Maria Popova used to introduce this post. Reading from the website again. It is our biological wiring to exist, and then not. It is our psychological wiring to spend our lives running from this elemental fact on the hamster wheel of busyness and the hedonic treadmill of achievement running from the disquieting knowledge that the atoms huddling for a cosmic blink around the shadow of a self will one day disband and return to the aloof stars that made them. In a related thought, my daughter and I witnessed a flock of flamingos flying overhead last week. There were hundreds of them, if not thousands, in a flying formation. And as I gazed at the sight, looking only at the birds and their formation, she exclaimed, Hey flamingos, maybe you have fish in your mouth. Fish, look at this miracle. You are flying for the first time in your lives, even though you will be dead soon. That, that optimism of childhood and the distance from death, not in years and time, but in our mind, is what I aspire to. I wish you the same. Until Friday, Living in Ellipses, Ravneet Bhava. Mm-hmm.